So it's podcast time again. Today we're going to cover a couple of game recaps. The end of the regular season, really. I think there are three games we need to cover. Um, then we're going to do uh, the development traits that have happened in that time. There are a couple of them. Um, then we'll talk a little bit of playoff previews. <clears throat> Excuse me. And talk a little bit about what's going to happen in the playoffs. And we have a user team that missed the playoffs, so we'll do a post-mortem on that, see if we can learn anything about why that may have happened. As I do, kind of become a tradition to do that every time a user team misses the, the playoffs. And thankfully, it hasn't happened very much. Uh, we want to see everybody in the playoffs, or at least I do. So we'll cover that a little bit. And then lastly, I'm going to lay out a few options for us going forward, at least a few options that I like. Uh, as far as when does this franchise end, if it ends, and maybe someday we'll kind of discuss how that's going to work. Uh, so we will move on to our first segment. So uh, it's time for game recaps, and I had mentioned it was the um, Chiefs-Browns game. I did not see it, and so I didn't know what happened there. And we have a caller that's gonna that called in and said they did see that game, so they had uh, they had things to contribute there. So we're gonna play the uh, recap from the caller and get a little more information on that game. Member of Chiefs Kingdom here. I listen to your latest podcast and I just want you to know that I really enjoy listening to your show. Uh, you said you didn't get to listen, didn't, didn't get to watch the Chiefs Browns game from week six, so I thought I'd give you a quick rundown. Uh, Chiefs made a concentrated effort to get wide receiver right the ball. Uh, he was up for a development trait from normal to star. Uh, in that effort, some passes that were for, probably forced in there happened that got picked off. Uh, otherwise, to answer your question about what the Chiefs do defensively that seem to not let the Browns score and slow them down, I'm not really sure what to tell you. Uh, but whatever they do does seem to slow things down a little. Anyway, I enjoy listening to your show. And as far as I know, there was no collusion between the two teams. Uh, so that's an excellent recap there. I, I thank that listener for doing that. I really appreciate it. Uh, just a reminder, I am now in the middle of a uh, real football season for, you know, at least as, as long as they will let us play it. The plug could get pulled on that at any time. Uh, so I'm not going to be seeing a lot of these games. So And even if I do, I think it'd be great if you guys contribute a little bit to uh, recapping those games. So anytime you get done playing a game and you want to send me a recap, that would be great. Uh, I think it'll add a little variety to the podcast and just help us cover everything as well. So the next game up is the Chiefs and the Panthers. And I saw about half of this game. And I think I basically saw what I needed to see. Uh, the Chiefs played pretty solid. The Chiefs have have been better about not turning the ball over in the second half of this season. Maybe 
they've kind of turned a corner in that regard. Uh, and the Panthers were not. Uh, two pretty bad interceptions, and uh, maybe both of them were pick sixes. I think they were both pick sixes. And it really hurt them now. Um, I've heard that, you know, the quarterback, that there were maybe some controller issues or something like that. The quarterback wasn't doing what I wanted him to do. Loft pass to the wrong receiver or something like that. And and to that, I say, yeah, likely excuse. Um, but really, what I say is, welcome to the world of coaching, dude. Like, these players, they don't do what you want them to do quite often. And it is it can be very frustrating. Um, so, this may have resulted in to- uh, Toby Clemens benching. Um, because they've been playing, I can't remember his name. Uh, they've been playing their backup quarterback quite a bit since then. And I believe he was a second-round pick, and he's a rookie. So uh, the Panthers are, at the le- at the very least, uh, Lafferty, that's his name, Bernard Lafferty, a rookie from Northwestern. At, they're, at the very least, they're taking a look at him. And he's been playing a little bit over the second half of the season and throwing a lot of interceptions. Um, so maybe they're just asking him to push the envelope and see what his limits are, but... Uh, either way, it, it's interesting what's going on with the Panthers there. And for the Chiefs, this was an excellent win. This Chiefs team uh, earned a bye in the playoffs off the strength of this win and their next win that's going to be covered. This is uh, their win against the Patriots. So a 21-14 win over the Patriots for the Chiefs in Week 16. Another game I did not see, but luckily I have an interview that covered it. And we will listen to that now. All right, we have on the line to talk about the Chiefs and Patriots game. We have Chip Whitley, beat reporter for the Chiefs. Uh, Chip, I didn't see any of this game. Uh, I do know the final score. In broad strokes, tell me how this went. It was pretty much controlled by the Chiefs. The Patriots went air attack from the entire game until – it was too late. Then they decided to try to run the ball. Um, turn it over five times usually doesn't really give you much chance to win. Um, after Chiefs got out to a early lead, both defenses kind of settled in, and it pretty much came down to who made the more, most mistakes. Yeah, that, that tends to happen with football games. Uh, at the line of scrimmage, who was winning that battle? I would say mostly the Chiefs. Uh, they weren't really getting that close to putting too much pressure on Thornhill, but he wasn't. He was trying to go deep quite a bit, which gave you know the DBs time to catch up to receivers and blanket coverage. Uh, Kansas City also did a pretty good job of switching up their coverages so that it wasn't you know real easy to figure out what they were doing all the time. Mm. Uh, most most of Thornhill's success came when he'd run hurry-up plays one right after the other where the defense didn't really have time to adjust as quickly as if they were given the full time to pick a new play. Gotcha. Um, sounds like you're a pretty big fan of that Chiefs head coach. I think he's doing all right. He's made some mistakes along the way, but what coach doesn't? Very true. Very true. Now, we've had a spate of streaking incidents at these Chiefs-Patriots games. Um, 
was there one in this game? I, I've been reading that on the internet. I haven't seen it myself. Uh, this game, unfortunately, no, there was no streaking. Um, coach, apparently, when he's frustrated, just decides to streak across the field. Uh, he seemed to be pretty happy for most of this game. Uh, so he apparently didn't feel the need to streak today. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm glad to hear there were no interruptions in the game. Uh, lastly, how did West play in this game? Uh, he played pretty well. Uh, he only threw one interception. Uh, he, whether it was partially him or by design, Kansas City kind of ran a fairly balanced attempt at running to passing, so they didn't go too heavy on either one. Um, for once, you know, New England didn't seem to really be able to stop the run all that well, uh, so that actually kind of worked out better for Kansas City. Uh, they got some big first downs running the ball when they needed it towards the end of the game to help run out the clock. Yeah, that's good, and and it can be tough to have balance on Madden. Yeah. Um, so, anything else from this game you want to tell us about before we go? Um, that that Hamlin kid, he really is kind of a matchup nightmare. Um, <laughs> that was kind of being around the organization leading up to this game. That was the concern was were they going to be able to kind of contain him? And he still almost had a hundred yards receiving, but a few of the picks came off of forced passes trying to get him the ball. Mm, uh, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the Patriots utilize him moving forward and if they can figure out how to make him a part of the attack and maybe not the entire attack. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, I think one of the other receivers had almost 100 yards as well, but it was definitely most of the focus was on getting him on the ball. Hmm. That's good to know. When I watch film on the Patriots, I'll definitely be looking for that. And lastly, uh, what do you see for the Chiefs going forward in the playoffs this year? Well, the def- from the beginning of the year to now, the defense has stepped up. Uh, not real sure if it's still going to be enough to make- to get through the Browns when the AFC Championship rolls around, but I think they got a better shot this time around than they've had at any other point this season or the last couple of seasons. That's good news for Chiefs fans. But well, it'll probably mostly come down to who turns the ball over more. Yeah, yeah, it often does. Well, Chip, I thank you for your time and thank you for your reporting. And I'm going to let you go now. I know you got a family to spend some time with. Well, thank you very much, and I just want to say I do enjoy listening to your show. Oh, I thank you. That's very generous. Have a good night, Chip. You too. Well, you know that sound. That means it's time to cover some development trait games and improvements. And I honestly can't remember where I left off, and I'm not going to just go listen to an old podcast just to figure it out. So uh, I'm going to go where I think I left off. I think we covered uh, Andrew Hegeman, rookie running back for the Patriots, uh, revealing as a superstar. Uh, He's got the jukebox ability, so that's nice. Unfortunately, he got hurt at the end of the year, and I think that really hurt the Patriots' chances of making the playoffs. Uh, As we'll cover a little bit later, they did not make the playoffs. Uh, Then for the Packers, uh, Xavius Hale, defensive end, 
uh, became an X-Factor. And his X-Factor ability is he's an unstoppable force. So when he enters the zone, his block shed rates are uh, better uh, against pass blocks, looks like. So that makes two unstoppable forces on that Packers defensive line. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it seems like certain teams get kind of the same abilities at certain positions or or maybe multiple, like their position groups seem like they they all kind of get the same abilities. And I'm kind of wondering if that's a, a style thing or if maybe coaches, like the the coach has some attribute that influences what what uh, X-Factors they get or what abilities they get, or if it's just the way that the people play in the games. I don't know, but it, it seems like that's happening some. So I thought I'd mention it. Uh, and then the, the Chiefs, the Lucky Chiefs, uh, didn't have any more games to play um, because they had to play, I think, three against other players. Uh, but in one of their simulated games, their left outside linebacker Porter became a superstar, and he's a a secure tackler, which I think I've mentioned before. It's kind of one of the more boring abilities, but yet it's very, very handy, uh, especially if you play a user game and you're going against somebody that's got a good running back. Then for the Panthers, right outside linebacker Phil Burrell revealed as a star. He was a fairly high draft pick, if I remember right. Uh, and for the Chiefs, tight end Tepper gains a new ability. Uh, I don't know if we care about that, but the ability he gained was, um, I forgot what it was called, being like a tough guy or something, a truck, I think, um, which basically means uh, his stick tackles can't make him fumble. I think that was, I, I'll just look it up real quick. It was something like that. His stick ability, or yeah, hit stick tackles had less effect, something like that. Uh, so he's become a pretty solid player for them. Uh, there is, I, I read about this when we first started the franchise, and I don't remember the details now, but I think there's something about um, these players that become X-Factors, but they haven't yet reached a 90 overall, or they haven't filled out their abilities. Um, it's almost like they're always in the zone, because until you've filled out the two superstar ability slots... Uh, the X-Factor ability doesn't become a a thing that they get in the zone for, so it just becomes one of their other abilities. I think I read that. Um, so it's almost an advantage to have that guy there with not as... He, he doesn't have the two slots filled, because then it's almost like he's always in the zone. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but I think I read that somewhere. So he's a... Yeah, he's a tank. Ball carriers with this ability will break almost any hit-stick tackle attempt made on them. So that's pretty cool. So if you're playing the Chiefs, don't hit stick Brandon Tepper. Um, just hug him, I guess, and fall down. So that, I believe, covers... Yeah, that covers our our development traits uh, for the end of the season. So that's good. There'll be a few more later. Um, but we'll go on from that to playoff preview and... This is pretty simple, I think. Um, Browns, Chiefs, Panthers all have bye weeks. Uh, I expect we'll see all of them in their championship games. Although the Panthers could end up playing somebody in the divisional round. The Packers have a wild card game that I'm hoping to get to tonight. Um, so they, 
they managed to make the playoffs, I believe, as the five seed. So they'll be playing a wild card game, and then we'll move on to the divisional round. The Patriots did not make the playoffs. And I'm just going to peek at the season statistics and see if there's anything that sticks out about why that may have been. And go to team stats. Uh, I know, for one thing, the Patriots have been kind of going through a transitionary period. Uh, But for another, they're kind of thin at running back. And I know their running back got hurt at the end of the year, and that didn't help. Uh, You really want at least three running backs on your team, I think. Uh, It looks like they were third in total offense this year. So, not an offensive problem. The number one passing team in the entire NFL. Um, But second to last in rushing. So that could be something for the Patriots to look at. I don't know if that's a function of their offensive line or their running game or what. But points per game were still good. So I don't think offense is necessarily the problem here. Uh, 43 passing touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns, which is okay. Uh, Looking at defense... Nothing is sticking out to me. They're kind of right in the middle of the pack on defense. Yeah, just right in the middle of the pack on about everything, looks like. Uh, Passing defense might be in the bottom third there. Uh, But, yeah, one, two, three. It looks like they are about sixth last in points scored against. So this would seem to be a pretty big area of concern for the Patriots. They were third in the league in sacks, so that's pretty good. That probably helped cover up some of their some of their issues on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then the other thing I would look for is turnovers, and I have a feeling that the turnovers probably were not good here. Oh yeah, the Patriots are last in the league in turnover differential at negative 18, so... I think that's got to be a pretty big part of it. I don't know how much of that was user games. Those tend to skew things. I see the Panthers are second to last at negative 15, and I know that they just threw interceptions like crazy late in the year as they were working out their rookie quarterback. Yeah, the Panthers, The Pan- this might be an NFL record. I don't know if I can find it, but the Panthers threw 32 interceptions. Now, that's not an NFL record. Jameis Winston in the real NFL threw about that many last year, so. But uh, it, it's quite a few. 32 interceptions for them, and then the Patriots threw 29 interceptions and lost three fumbles. So, yeah, I would say the Patriots need a little help on their defense, and then they need to turn the ball over less. And, and that's probably all we need to see um, for the Patriots there. Lastly, I want to do this fairly quick. Um, I don't want to talk about how we might come to the end of this franchise. So it's been speculated quite a bit that the franchise will end at 30 years. Uh, I know the individual franchises, if you're just doing a franchise by yourself uh, on Madden, it will end around 30 years. It just makes your coach retire. I don't know if it's exactly 30 years, but from what I've seen online, people said, oh yeah, it just makes my coach retire at a certain point and then my franchise is over. I don't know if they do that with an online franchise with a lot of people participating. 
uh, unless they make all of our coaches retire at the same time. Maybe that would happen. So one option is we just play out this 30 years or whatever's about to happen, and and that's the end of that. Um, another option is maybe we cut it off at 20 years. If we cut it off at 20 years, I think we need to have an idea of what we're going to do next. So we could do Madden 21 and um, start a new franchise there. That could be kind of fun. Uh, we could do uh, another franchise on Madden 20, and that definitely appeals to me. One of the things that appeals to me about that is that uh, a number of us uh, had not played this version of Madden hardly at all when we started, so we didn't know what we were doing, so it was a little unequal. And I, I think that only lasted a couple of years. I'm not saying it was unfair or anything. Uh, but it would be interesting if we started over again with Madden 20 with everybody knowing what they know. I, I think the initial draft would certainly be more interesting because the guys that had already played this game, they knew they had some targets they were definitely after in the draft that the rest of us uh, just didn't think about. So that could be interesting. Um, be interesting to see with everything we've learned how everybody would go about building their team uh, again. I think that would be pretty fun. Uh, another option that I find kind of interesting, and again, this only really works very well if uh, if the franchise will let us go more than 30 years, but what if we all chose new teams and just transferred our coach to another team? I don't know. I guess I don't know if that's an option. Uh, but I know that there was some, uh, it was being kicked around a little bit, the idea of the Patriots coach taking on a different team. And I think it would be kind of interesting if we all five did that and kind of shuffled things up uh, and started with a roster that's out there and started, you know, transforming that team how we wanted. Another thing that would be kind of interesting to watch about that is the teams we leave behind how long would they stay the juggernauts that they are now? Because they're, they're pretty much juggernauts. Uh, that would be kind of fun to watch, and they might even challenge us a little bit in the playoffs, uh, maybe. And that, that could be kind of fun, too. Um, so just a, a few options. But I, I would like us to maybe come up with a plan a little bit um, about what comes next. And maybe this franchise ends and we all decide we've had enough Madden and maybe we play some other game or, or something like that. Um, but, I mean, I don't get sick of football, so I could could certainly start a new one or keep going with this one or whatever. I'm not saying there needs to be an end point at all. Um, but I do think we should think about what happens if it suddenly cuts us off at 30 years or or if we decide we're, we're ready for some sort of change because we're kind of in a rut. Um, if we get to 30 years and the Browns have been in the Super Bowl 27 years in a row, I, I would like to do something about that. I don't know what we do um, because we're not going to handicap one of the users. I don't think that's the answer. Maybe it is. Hmm, let's consider this. No, I don't think so. Um, but anyway, uh, and I'm sure there are other options that I'm not thinking of right now. But I kind of wanted to, to kick around some of those ideas and see what people think. 
So we will try to get another podcast out uh, after the Super Bowl and before the draft. Uh, Again, if you guys want to start contributing a little more, I think that would be great. Uh, If anybody wants to kind of cover off-season moves and maybe trades, maybe signings or whatever, uh, if that appeals to somebody to do that, then I think that would be a great way that uh, somebody could contribute. Uh, But anyway, that's it for today, and we'll be back after the Super Bowl.